0: Good afternoon, Agape. How is everyone today? You can just give me a thumbs up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. What about you? Hallelujah. I'm not hearing anything. I'm just seeing a lot of mutes. So I feel like I am preaching to my screen, amen. (laughs) But I believe that you're there and the Lord is going to bless the word and bless you. First and foremost, I would like to give honor to my pastor and to my husband. I want to give honor to the leadership of Agape. And then I want to give honor to some very special ladies, which is the ladies of Agape. And our very own Sister Lynn, who I really don't see um, as still being with us, but I wanna just give honor to all the mothers that are in our midst today and tell you happy, 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 happy Mother's Day. And this sermon is primarily for you. You May be blessed and encouraged by it. And I wanna thank all that had comments, our gentlemen that had comments and remarks of wishing us not only just saying happy Mother's Day, but then telling us, how special we are to them. And a special shout out to Deacon Bobby Dixon Jr. because you, you personalized that thing. You told us how each of us has impacted your life. And I say ditto to everything that was stated to you in response. It is such a blessing to hear that because when we as teachers, preachers, parents, parent, uh, what do I want to call a step-in parent, sub-parents, if you will, do things and say things to you as children and your response might not be what we would hope it would be. It would not be that cookie cutter. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. You don't know if it's making a positive effect long-term or negative one. You just know, as all the women of Agape can attest, you're being obedient to what you feel led that you need to say or do. And so I just think you for all of those remarks and so I would like to give out my Mother's Day wishes to to some uh, people I honor my mom and I thank you pastor and bishop for the things you said about her because those would be the things I would say about mommy as well and we're going to come back to that for one minute I got mommy's name on something else however I honor her because she was my first teacher she taught me so many things and whenever people ask you maybe they ask you as a um code if you if you're signing in somewhere and they say what is our, your security check who was your favorite teacher what's the name of your favorite teacher my my mind immediately rushes to my mother not all the 12 teachers i had going through elementary and high school but my mother she was my teacher and many of you can attest to that Your mom taught you, my mom taught me. And then for those who may not have had that kind of experience with a mother, I heard something on television uh, the other day on a television program that just resonated with me. And the lady, it was a scenario where the lady was in the hospital and the person that was going to be her doctor was also her roommate. And she didn't know her before they became roommates. And she was significantly older. And she said, you know, I never had an opportunity to have a child and to nurture them and to help them. But and she never had the kind of mother that did that. But I am so grateful that we have met. And now I get the opportunity to pour into her those things that she she felt that she had been missing growing up. And many I call I'm calling that for today the sub parents, because you come in substituting in, but it's not a substitute. It's not a substitute. It is the new parent or the parent that comes alongside of and really helps to establish the child. And in God's favor, there is no uh, sub or extra words. It's just parenting. Amen. Because life, life is what. The biggest thing that a mother can give is giving to the child, bringing them into the world, almost going through death to get them here, life. And that's why I believe God wants us to honor our parents because we're honoring life. And when we don't, our days aren't supposed to be long on the earth because of life. Amen. And so I just want to thank God for for the mothers here today and for all of the uh, moms in this place in word, deed, and action. I give honor to our very own uh, Lady D and for the mother she has been to so many, including her goddaughter, Giovanna. I give honor to our Deacon Kane, who is a mother to many. And a grandmother and a great mother to so many in her giving and loving ways and just being willing to take care of them. Does it miss an opportunity to celebrate them in some way with a gift, kind word? And then we just heard from Brother Bob, uh, not Brother Bob, sorry, Deacon Bob Jr., that they would be watching veggie tales and eating snacks. She always took care of those in these. I remember when Giovanna was a baby and she would take her out of the main sanctuary and have her over there changing diapers and just seeing to her creature comforts. Um, I remember Sister Tamika, Ma- Deacon Tamika, mother of all of just caring about them and sent, thinking of things. I remember she knew Giovanna like music and sent her a um, jazz book. Oh, I thought of Giovanna for this. Always, just like Deacon Cain, always thinking of others as well as exemplifying it in the way that they took care of their children and their grandchildren themselves and for my cousin, Sister Sandy, and for how she's loved on her daughter and her son and how she maintains her own business and takes care of her husband who hadn't hasn't been well and for a long time for taking care of Anastelle, her mom, but she did it all. And then we're going to come down to our newest mom, Zaina, and I just watched this little powerhouse go from thing to thing, not missing a beat with that little Zori. Zori is a blessed young lady to have Zaina as her mom. She is on top of every and anything that has to do with that little girl. And she knows exactly what her cries are. She is on it. And all Zori wants to do is be with mom. She, no matter who, after a while, she's looking around for her mom. And my mother told me that's how I used to be. But many of you don't know, I have another mom. Because when my mom was ill and after she passed, we were having a conversation, Pastor EF and I were talking about, well, who's going to be our mom? A lot of people have spiritual moms and they all name someone. And I said, oh, no, I don't have I'm done. I don't have a mom now. I don't don't have a spiritual mom anymore. And they were trying to name people. And I'm like, nope, nope, my mom is gone. I don't have a mother. But you know what the Lord reminded me? Much like you, Deacon Bob, Bishop has been my mother since I was born. She's been just like Zaina to you. Bishop has been there. Bishop taught me so many things that I have to say that a lot of my confidences A lot of who I am came from my personal cheerleader, Bishop Chern. She has been my mother. So I want to say happy Mother's Day, Bishop, because I remember coming home crying because the kids were teasing me. And she looked in my eyes and said, just because they said it doesn't mean it's so. And once she told me that, and she reminded me, it doesn't mean it's so, because they said it. I heard her voice come out of me when I started working in children's church. A child ran up to me and said, she said, I'm stupid, she said I said, just because she said it doesn't mean it's so. And the child looked and went, no. I said, so we don't have anything to cry about, do we? I couldn't believe it. But my bishop has been encouraging me All throughout my life, she's been encouraging me, reminding me, going through all of my heartaches and heartbreaks with me. I just thank you, Bishop. In fact, y'all, she married me and my husband. So I just want to say, and she counseled me. And sometimes Deacon Tamika and Deacon Kane and Lillian in her absence, although she's my niece, you know, I have a little problem with her, with these other kids. I try not to say nothing cause you know, I'm trying to share, but I have a little problem sometimes sharing my mother with you guys, but I'm accepting it. I'm accepting my role. Just thought I'd say it, but I just want to give a shout out to all the mothers for all that you do. And for how, what the example is that you're giving to me as a mother the examples of love, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit today, but before we do, I just wanted to ask you, did you realize that the greatest superheroes are our moms? They have eyes in the back of their head. They have, um, they can read your mind. Is that true? If it is, holler. They can, um, what else can they do? Yes, they are yes, multitaskers. Yes. They can feed you while they're reprimanding another child. They can fix lunch while they're feeding you breakfast. They can run after you and get you on that bus if you're a bus rider. They can um, do intercession for you by or interceding for you by getting take your brother and take him across the street and then come back and do this. And the one I like the best is they can be everywhere at once. Can you relate to that? I, I always tell Giovanna, whatever you do, I'm going to know about it. And I know that most children feel like, how? Because you're home or you're at work and I'm here. But do you know that God sends his special agents out? I shouldn't tell the secret of how they're superheroes, but I'm going to. And that is, without knowing it, somebody's going to walk up and say, I saw your daughter there. And by the time your child comes home, what were you doing over there? And they're like, mouth open. How did you know? You... I thought you were at work. But we know everything. We see everything. And just because we're not there in the in the flesh, the Lord tells us. I tell Javonna all the time. The Lord's going to tell me everything you do. He's going to tell me. And sure enough, whatever Javonna does, can you attest to it, Javonna? I'm telling her, oh, so this happened, huh? And she's like, uh, uh, uh. And it's not necessarily something where the teacher called. It's something... Uh, I would call it extracurricular that I would know about. And so I'm telling you, we as mothers have super human capabilities. If anybody can think of something else that I missed that's a super human capability, let me know. Because one of the things we also know is we have the belt that we are the belt of truth. When they come to us with a story, we look, ah, You're lying. And so we can tell we have the belt of truth like Wonder Woman. We, they can um, fly. What else do we have? We thank you, Lady D. They, mothers can fly. We wherever you are, we can be there within a minute. We can be there within a few minutes. You don't have to look for mom when, when in need, and you don't have to look for mom when you said something flip and walked away. Absolutely, ah, ah, mothers can fly. We have uh, the one I like. Is they, can use, they can use They can use use weapons. And we have special weapons, don't we? Shoes. (laughs) We have special weapons. So I wanted to tell you that with all of that that's going on, one of the other things I want to say is you've heard of the Incredibles? The Incredibles are a family with superhuman traits. And it's a mom, a dad, and I think a daughter, and I think a son. And I think it's another little baby in there and they all have superhuman traits. They're a cartoon family called the Incredibles. Well, i stop by to tell you that the mothers under the sound of my voice, we are the in spite of. What is it in spite of? That means like my mother even though she had Bible studies on our block. The kids came because their parents allowed them to, but they laughed and they teased us and all of that. And we were holy rollers and the next door neighbor would sit when my mother would bring in people. We would have these prayer meetings and they would be speaking in tongues and they would be one person that I remember when she would pray over us, she would go, "Ah," and all of that. And so they were out there cracking up and then they would get super quiet when we walked by, when We were leaving and stuff like that. But do you know my mother didn't care? Because in spite of it, she brought them into her house and was teaching them the word of God. And you heard the result of that kind of behavior. All of us here don't care what the teacher says. Don't care what the kids say. Don't care what the bullies do. In spite of it, we are going to move forward for the good of our children. Amen. That's some powerful, heaping, superhuman power that can only be empowered by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to hear you holler back. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because of what the Lord can do. And so having said that, I want to share something with you about one of which um, is about a mother, speaking of mothers, and it was Christmas time and her son was acting up. So she told her son, if you keep acting up, he really, really, really wanted a bike. And she said to him, if you keep acting up, you will not get the bike. So as behavior would have it, he kept acting up. So she told him, give me your Christmas list. You will not be getting these things on the list because you will. You are not behaving. And so he was trying to plead with his mother and she said no. So while his mother was in the kitchen fixing dinner, he looked around in the kitchen, saw that her back was turned and snuck out of the house. He made his way down to the corner to the church. And it was the parish for that area. He goes into the Catholic church. He looks around and the attendant in the church was busy attending, doing things inside the sanctuary. He grabbed a small statue of Mary and ran back home and he put it in his room on his bed and he got on his knees and he said, God, if you don't give me, get that, get that list back to me from my mother, I'm going you he, he said it this way, I got your mother and I know where she is. And if you ever wanna see her again, you'll get that list to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, kidnapping Mary. That is really. Uh, (laughs) And then this one, I I pray we don't do, but I want to, I want to practice with you. I want you to go. "Mm." Can you say that? Everybody go. "Mm." Mm. 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 Now it looks as though I'm not on my computer zoom anymore, but can you hear me? Yes. Yes. We can see you too. Amen. So here it is. A boy and his dad went to a wedding along with mom. And when they were at the wedding before it started, and you know how the groomsmen and such are walking around and getting things ready, he says, he whispers to his dad, dad, um, where's the bride? She says, she's going to be coming in. So which one do you think she'll pick? And so he looked at his son and his mother looked at him and he was sitting between them and he said, what do you mean? Which one will she pick? He said, well, it's all these guys here. Which one do you think she's going to pick? She said, no. He said, no, the groomsman's not in yet, but she already picked. She has her groomsman. So he sat back and went, oh, he said, he'll come out and she'll come out and they'll get married. He said, oh, then he leaned up with a thought and said to his dad, dad, if mom gets married, who are we going to get to work for us? What's the response? Ooh. Mm. And why is that? Because we're superheroes. Moms do it all. Amen. 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 Now, Amen. you know, the Bible talks about. <laughs> The Bible talks about honoring our mothers and our fathers. In fact, many times in the Bible, many locations in the Bible, it talks about how we ought to honor them. It seems to be a big thing. But before we go into that, did you know that in Genesis it all began with Eve? Did you know that God was strategic when he created Eve? He took Eve from one of the rib cages that Adam had not cages one of Adam's ribs. Did you know if you look in Genesis 3:20 the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living but he took him from his rib. And so when you look at it did you know that there are three main functions of a rib? 1 A rib protects. It protects the area in your thoracic cavity or where your lungs are and your heart and all that. A rib's job is to protect. A rib's job is to assist in respiration. In other words, it helps us breathe, y'all. A rib provides support to the upper extremities. Now, I want you to think about that. Our mothers are our ribs. They protect, they help us to breathe, which is if you're not breathing, you're not living. Amen. So they help us to live and they provide support. Can I get an amen on the function of a red? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I asked a question at the beginning of this and it was, what is your favorite Characteristic of a mother. It can be your mother or just something you like about mothers. Does not have to be personal, and it can be personal. What's your favorite characteristic of a mother? They deaf they def do a do us part. <laughs> so they're ride or die, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> ride or die. Go <laughs> ahead. That's it. Thank you. Well, they you are good. Ro- they're Go good. Ro- they're good role models. Wow, and role models. Yeah. Anybody else? They're loving, loving, unconditionally, unconditionally. Who else? Your best friend. Hey, Amen. BFF. BFF. Uh, yes. Nurturing. Nurturing. You said yes. What else? Fighters. Oh yeah, because they. They got your back. They, got your back. Yes. Got your Go back. Anybody over. else? I'm it's sorry. So nice. Just nice. mm mm-hmm. What else? That's it. Nope. Fierce. Oh. fierce competitors. Protectors. I see from Dika Tamika and fierce competitors. competitors. Now, what does that mean? Fierce, like my Dance Moms, faster. No, like if you play your mom a game, she'll beat <laughs> you. <laughs> That's <was> personal. <laughs> <laughs> Where else? She's a champion. Yes. yes. And she champions. She champions us in the things that we pursue. She's a cheerleader, then, right? Yeah, cheerleader. She's beautiful a champion she's what beautiful yes beautiful anything else anything else all right thank you for that you can yell out if you think of something else as your favorite characteristic i'm going to share with you what when i thought about it what my favorite characteristic of a mother is as we move on in the sermon But what I wanted to tell you in a nutshell is all of these characteristics that we've named are found in the Bible. There are so many scriptures. And the thing about it is there are many places in Exodus 2012, in um, Leviticus, it talks about honoring your father and your mother. And then it goes on to say in Ephesians, honor Ephesians 6, honor your father and your mother. Leviticus 19, honor your father and your mother. Exodus 20, 12, honor your father and your mother. So the question becomes, why do we have to honor our parents? Why can't we just go on in life and do our own thing like the prodigal son did? He just kind of told his father, look, I've been under your tutelage long enough. I know you have money for me. Let me roll on out of here and do what I think. And then he came back and his father was waiting right there with expectation for him to return. Why? Because what what Master Google told me was it has everything to do with the fact that God wants us to honor life and all living things. He really does. And as such, Mother, the primary role of a physical mother is she's the one who gives life. She's the one. Yes. um, From Deacon Tamika. It was in the chat. I just want to put this nurturing, protectors, advocate. Oh, I have. Yeah. Nurturing, advocate. I didn't write advocate. Yes. In other words, they're mama bears. Mama bears. Now, where does mama bear come from? Like this. You see a little baby bear sitting around, looking all cute like a cub, almost like a little puppy. Go ahead out there and pick them up and try to nurture them. See if uh, (laughs) if that's the last thing you ever see. Mama bear comes from anywhere and we have mothers Mm -hmm. like that. We're doing our thing and we don't even know if we're gonna get in trouble and they gripe us. I remember my mother, I had a bad cold when I was young. And I was coughing and whatnot, but I remember one night, apparently I, I was asleep and apparently I must have either stop breathing or something because all I remember is I remember sleeping and then I remember my parents snatching me out of the bed, almost putting my head inside the toilet, smacking my back for me to um, whatever phlegm was clogging me up and keeping me from breathing. I didn't need, I mean, it was nighttime, but it seems that I re, I remember my takeaway being they must have been standing around outside my door just <laughs> listening because I don't know where they came from. But again, that's that superhuman power that only mothers have. Now, we'll talk about father's superhuman powers also. We know that since a woman came from the rib of a man, they're very similar. Amen. However, moving right along, there are fierce protectors. And so when we look into the Bible, we start seeing where many mothers have exemplified this very thing. We look at. Um, we want to talk about characteristics in Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. We talk about love, being patient, kind, love, not envying or boasting, not being arrogant or rude, not insisting on his own, not being irritable or resentful, does not rejoice in wrongdoing. We know about those loves. And, but the Bible also tells us, let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. And that's out of Proverbs 23, 22 to 25. Do you know that the characteristic that that exemplifies is that when you do well, your mother does well. When you, she rejoices when you do what is right. That makes your, does your mommy proud. It's not about, you know, being, how can I put it? It's not about how they look on this. It's about them being all into you. They are your ride or die. And so these characteristics that we have come up about her being a cheerleader, these are some of our favorites or your favorites. However, did you know also that your mother is a teacher? In Proverbs chapter one, it talks about here, my son, it says your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. Don't forsake it. Now, I know I have a friend. <clears throat> an Afri- a Nigerian friend who told me what the culture was and is for, for his family or for him when he was growing up. Now he's in America and things are different. But the way that their culture is and his family's culture is a mother will raise her son until he's 12, I think. She raises him and he has to do whatever teaching she's giving him. But then the men come from the village and take him into the wilderness or into the woods. And when he comes back, he's a man and he no longer has to listen to anything that she has to say. He only she has to listen to what he has to say. He's and he's now uh, in a head. He's a man and she's not to tell him what to do. And when I hear when I read this scripture in Proverbs, hear my son your father's instruction forsake not your mother's teaching. It's what she put in him. Oh, we remember Jochebed. We remember when Jochebed Moses's mother could not raise him 100%, but she had a time with him. She had a time when she once the uh, Pharaoh's daughter got him pulled, drew him out of the water. She needed someone to nurse, nurse him until he could be weaned. And it turned out that his very own bee mom was the one. So she had some time with him where she taught him. And so this scripture is very apropos to people like that where maybe a parent passed away before you reached adulthood. But the Bible says, forsake not your mother's teaching. See, that means that mom is a teacher, y'all. And she puts something in you that's going to nurture. That means, Jada, now that you are a young adult uh, who has finished school, you've got your college degree now, that teaching that mom put inside of you is still what you're going to draw from. That's the encouragement. That's the encouragement. As kids leave the nest, as kids start like Giovanna in high school now and not needing the same kind of instruction that they needed when they were younger, forsake not your mother's teaching because mom is going to be, give you wisdom. Amen. If I'm talking, if you know what I'm talking about, if you agree, I need you to holler. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, Also, mom teaches God's word. Mom mm-hmm. just not just just teaches how to tie your shoes, which is a big thing for me. My mother taught me that. However, she teaches you a, a godly mother will teach you God's word. And I found that even people who go to church culturally, meaning they're not necessarily living for the Lord, but they believe in God and they believe in church. And if you ask them, why do you go to church? I mean, there's so many other things you can do on a Sunday. They'll Mm -hmm. tell you I always did. That's how my mother raised me. And that's how they're raising their kids. However, apart from that, they're pointing you to the Lord Jesus Christ and they're teaching you. And mothers, we know that more is caught than taught. We tell our kids a lot of things, but we don't necessarily um, have to. The things that they walk away with are the things they see us doing. Amen. And I Amen. thank God for the agape mothers because they are models of what they're saying. They put feet on what their, their tongue says. And I, I can attest to that by what I'm observing and how I'm seeing the result of their, the fruit of their, their, their labor in the children. Amen. Another thing that we didn't say but that I know is uh, something that we love is, a mother, nobody can comfort you like mom. You when make- you fall and get a little boo-boo, that thing hurts until mom puts a kiss on it. It getting- keeps hurting and hurting. Ah, <laughs> but when mom puts her lips on it, suddenly you feel better. And mm-hmm. digging, can you can attest to that, can't you? Philip, yes, he, he is, he is on. We're gonna trust, we're trusting the Lord and in faith believing, He's on the men. But Philip, though, hardly want to do nothing unless mommy's there. And this is a grown man. Amen. (laughs) With children. (laughs) With grandchildren. But he's like, where's my mama? I need my mama. Amen. 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 I remember (laughs) sometimes when, especially when my daughter was young and I didn't know what in the world, I would cry for my mother. I'm like, I need mommy. I don't need. And I would call Bishop and say, "I'm look, I'm, um, I'm watching you. What you got for me, Bishop? What you got?" She said, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> mommy is in heaven, and I'll do the best I <laughs> can." <laughs> but we need—it's nothing like it. And this is the one that I like, Zaina. This is my favorite one, Z. Well, it's not my favorite. I'll tell you what my favorite is. But this is very close could bring tears to my ju- to my eyes. A mother is the repository of all the things, all your secrets. Oh yeah, he holds those secrets. And it says in Luke 251 his mother, degree oh, yeah, treasure- about oh, yeah. Mary, Mary the mother of Jesus, she treasured a- up uh-huh. these things in her heart because she was watching, she had raised this little baby. She knew before the baby was conceived that she was going to be giving birth to the Messiah. She knew that she was going to be a blessed woman for having the Messiah. However, she stored him in her heart. And then when she saw him starting to come into his own, starting to work in his ministry, she stored those things in her heart. She is an example of us, we are a deposit of the deepest secrets of our children. Amen. There's mm-hmm. some, my mother would say it this way, tell some and keep some. Somebody might say, so how's your child doing? I I heard that. I don't know. I heard that they were on drugs or something. And you might say, yeah, pray for them. Um, They had to leave the house because they're not doing the right thing or whatever. But still, she's a repository of the secrets that would lead that child astray and holds to when that child will return. Amen. I love Amen. that about mothers. They are the ones you can go to with your deepest, darkest secrets. Sometimes because we feel so bad about something we've done or something we're doing, we don't go to mommy because we feel and know, oh, this is going to break her heart. I can't. I can't. But don't do, did you know mom's going to love you in spite of? There is nothing you can do or not do that your mom's not going to love you through. There is nothing. And I thank the Lord for putting that rib Hallelujah. over us to give us life and then Hallelujah. to nurture us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's my one of my favorites. The repository of all our secrets. We all need somebody who we can trust that's Hallelujah. not going to spill the tea, as they say. Thank give Jesus. the deep, as they say. Amen. And then I love that it says uh, in, in Third John 1, 4, it says, Mothers, well, it says love, but I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. Our mothers rejoice when we're doing well and we're walking in the truth. I'll bet you any money that Deacon T, if she could talk, in fact, I asked her, did you lose your voice at the Kente service? Because I know that to see your child succeed and then you do a quick run-through in your mind of all the times you felt like, I don't know what's going to happen with this child because she's a trip. And then to see how God is not finished yet. But God starts showing you snippets of what's to come. Snippets, how it can just bring joy. I'll bet you there was a tear or two shed. Of course, I'm not going to spread your business, Deacon T like that. I'm not going to put you on blast because you can't say nothing. But I just want to say... <laughs> I know that we rejoice when our children are doing well. I know this. I know it. I know when you put that little Z bug in your arms, I know that there may have been a tear shed here or there just to see that your daughter is doing well and being quite the mother herself. Hallelujah. And then another one of my favorites is our mother is our advocate. If you look at 2 Kings 4.30, it tells the story of the Shunammite woman that Pastor talked about last week. It goes on, y'all, and the bottom line is her son died. And, you know, I saw a couple things there about the Shunammite woman, Pastor, in in that part of it. Number one, when she went running to uh, the prophet Elisha, she bypassed tried to bypass his servant Gehazi and when Gehazi his servant said well uh oh it's a shoe my woman coming everything all right everything all right she just looked at him and said yeah everything's good knowing that her her son was dead but she didn't say to anybody that would listen she went to the man with the plan the man with the power she went to I'm going to say her friend and in her her, the man she reverenced, the prophet Elijah, and she went straight up to him, told him what was going on, and he told his servant, and you'll find this in Second Kings chapter 4. And he told his servant, Go, do not pass, go, do not do, just keep it moving, just go straight there, put your tuck your shirt or your tunic and your belt, take my staff and go immediately. Now, I'm sure Gehazi was like, what, what? She said everything was fine, but he went and did what he was told. And when he put the staff over the boy, he regained his life. However, when he told him to go, this is where my I, I was like rooting for mom and I thought of the agape women. He said, "You more or less, you stay here. We're going to go take care of this. We're going to send him. She said, no, I'm going with you. If you look <laughs> in 2 Kings 4, then the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. She, In other words, you're not going to send a prophet, I mean, a, a servant to do this. I want you to come. And she stood there. She was an advocate for her child. And that's why she is in our superhuman club, this, the In Spite Ofs. Because in spite of how it looked, in spite of what he said, she knew she had to stay there because she was all about bring getting her son healed, getting her son back to life. Amen? And that's what mothers do. No matter what we do, no matter how we do it, our mothers are about bringing us back to life, breathing life into us. Oh, it may not be the life of a physical life because we don't have that capability, but I'm telling you what, if it is such a thing as CPR without training, if it is such a thing as an EpiPen without without a pen, if it is such a thing as any of these new we f- have to help a child, our parents are on it. Amen? Our parents will give mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Our parents will take whatever they have to take to get you to the point where you're living again, because it is all about the love. We talked earlier about what love is, and we know because God gave us that. But did you know that now I'm going to share with you what my favorite, favorite characteristic of a mother is? Can you guess? It is prayer. Our mother praise for us there are so many mothers in the bible so many praying mothers in the bible there's mary the mother of jesus who prayed there's samson's mama who prayed about how to raise him there's hannah who rejoiced that she was having a son made a command fact her prayer is more of a praise made a promise to god that she would bring that child to the lord and she did exactly that. And Samuel and Samuel became the first judge over Israel. Hallelujah. How about that? And then we have Ruth. We have she was she didn't really pray, but she found her, because she is the grandmother of David, I have to put her up in here. And Ruth, who was a Moabitus, she wanted to go and be with Naomi who worshiped God. And she wanted to worship and and know God. So we know she was a praying somebody up with Naomi and with the Jews and learning about God's, learning about God's statues instead of the statues, statutes, if that makes sense to you. The Moabite statue. She didn't go with that. She went with God's laws. When I say statues, there's a difference of a T-E, y'all. You'll get it. And then there's Anna the prophetess who while she did, she spent her time praising in the chapels, she prayed. And she met Jesus the baby before she died and then there's Sarah in the Old Testament who prayed after Isaac came her son the son of laughter there's Sarah who prayed then there's Lois and Eunice from 2nd Timothy Lois being Timothy's grandmother Eunice being Timothy's mother who taught him the things of the Lord so much so that Paul said from a child thou hast known the scriptures that is able to make you wise unto salvation and then we have um, who I call Bishop, Deborah Deborah would sit under a tree and people would come and just listen to her and she was a prophet y'all and then we have Elizabeth um, who is the mother of John the Baptist and she prayed in Luke, we've got the Syrophoenician woman who we talked about before who came to Jesus her prayer was in the form of in person she came to Jesus on behalf of her daughter while he was on his way to heal Jairus, a fellow Jew's daughter. Amen? And it goes on and on. Prayer. Now, why is that important? Because the prayers of your mother hold over you when your mother's no longer here. The prayers of mom hold over you. Mom, the prayers that you pray over your children, they hold. They don't have an expiration date. So it doesn't look like what they do that looks like they're going far away from your prayer. God is holding those prayers over your children. Be encouraged mothers, be a praying mother. Always know that everything you ask the Lord, when it's according to his will, he will do it. And what do I like about all of this mothers as we draw this thing in? Every characteristic that we've named today is in the embodiment of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is the embodiment of God himself. You want to know another way that God is here, that Jehovah uh, Shema is here? You want to know another way that he's here? He's loving. He loves no matter what. He in Proverbs 23, 22 to 25, he's happy when we're doing the right thing. He's happy when we honor our mother and father because we are thereby honoring him. He teaches us. He sent the Holy Spirit to comfort us. In Isaiah 66, 13, it tells us God is a comforter. He is a repository of all of our secrets. He said, come unto me and I will give you rest. He is, he rejoices when we're doing well. And third, John 4, he's the one. You want to look these up? Check them out. He's our advocate. He's a pre praise for us. In Hebrews 17, 25, and in John 17, 20 to 26, Jesus prayed. But did you know that in Romans 8, 34, Romans 8, 34, it says that he is on the right hand of God the Father making an intercession. It says, Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. What is he interceding? Your longest desires. He's interceding for that, that sin that does so easily beset us and amen, we keep going amen. back to the Lord saying, Lord God, please forgive me. Lord God, please help me. Did you know that he's interceding? Lord, help her. God, I'm coming to you, Daddy. You see, you see yourself struggling with that. You see that she did it yesterday and She just finished doing it again, whatever it is, whether it's a nasty attitude, whether it's cruelty, whether it's something else, whatever it is, you know, you fill in the blank, but did you know that the characteristics that God has, has put in mother's are exemplary of what he himself is doing for us. Jesus is at the right hand making intercession for us. Jesus is protecting us. Jesus is giving us our breath. Jesus is giving our support. Hallelujah. Hebrews 17, 25. John 17, 20 to 26. These are scriptures that back up what I am saying today. Amen. God, Jesus' prayers are holding over us also. And he prayed for us according to John, Over 2,000 years ago, but they're still holding. They're still hovering. Remember this in spite of, remember, there's no expiration on prayer. And when nothing else happens, you've got someone who is a repository of your secrets. I always tell Giovanna and I'm telling uh, all the young people, you can talk to God the way you need to. You're not going to hurt his feelings, he already knows your heart and he he already understands, he's inviting, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take your yoke upon me and learn of me. Learn that I'm this way, learn that you can trust me because I am loving on you. I put mothers in the earth. Some people call it uh mother's angels and such, but I, and an angel is a messenger. So the message that mom has is that Jesus loves you and he has a plan for your life. He will get you through anyone, anywhere. And not only that, but when things go bad, as they often do, he is a safe place. He provides safe space where you can rest from your labors. All that he wants us to do as mothers want their children to do is to trust him. Don't take matters into our own hands, but trust him. And a word to mothers, don't take matters in your own hand when you want to smack somebody for smacking your child, Zaina. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> However, just trust God. And I don't mean just, you know, do the sign of the cross to the person that whose son just hit her, maybe he cause her a hickey, God forbid, or something, but You can ask God for wisdom on how to deal with that situation, okay? Because I see the mama bear rising up in her. And I think it rose up February 28th, 2022, amen? And so I'm thanking the Lord for you, mothers. I'm thanking the Lord for who God is. I'm thanking the Lord because prayer changes things, amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you, Lord God, for how you're showing us who you are and how we as mothers are, Lord God, and how anything, any accolade that we get, Father, is because of you first. You put it in us. You put this thing in us that will make us to love our children. You put this thing in us to give us a soft spot for them. And Lord, when you are meeting out, Um, The consequences of the sin done in the garden, at no time did you put a consequence of sin over the motherhood of the women, of Eve. At no time. Sin entered the world, but the only thing that Eve got was her desire would be to her husband. But it did not say, and she will be a horrible mother to her children. And we thank you, Lord, that you couldn't. Because you left a seed in this earth that would speak to who you are. And I thank you that I'm counted among that witness. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord, and amen.